Yes, people, how are you doing? It's that time of week again. It's time for episode 11 of Echo Chamber. So this week, we're just going to devote it to the Golden Globes. I'm going to run down every single award and I'm going to give my thoughts. They may be good, they may be bad, but they're my thoughts. Okay, so we're going to start off how we do every week, and that's with the UK box office top 10 for the weekend of the 4th to the 6th of January. At number 10, Holmes and Watson. At number 9, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grimwald. At number 8, Bohemian Rhapsody. At number 7, the superb Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. At number six, Ralph Breaks the Internet. At number five, Bumblebee. At number four, it's Andre Rice's 2019 live New Year Eve concert from Sydney. So an event cinema thing. At number three, we have Aquaman at number two, the favorite, and at number one, Mary Poppins Returns. So yeah, all right. So we're gonna get into um, some Golden Globes business, people. So get ready. Okay, so at the weekend, it was the seventy-sixth. Golden Globe Awards. This year, um, it was hosted by Andy Samberg and Sandra Ooh. You know, trying to keep it a bit more PC, a bit more, you know, low brow. Um, yeah, there was a lot of awards handed out. So, you know, let's um. Let's get with it because a lot of people were. And the best motion picture in the drama category. Well, before we get to the winner, let's do the nominees. There's A Star Is Born, If Bill Street Could Talk, Black Klansman, and Black Panther, which, you know, you know was was never going to win. But it's nice that it got up there. So the winner was Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, the best motion picture for a musical or comedy, the nominees were Vice, Mary Poppins Returns, The Favourite, Crazy Rich Asians, and the winner, Green Book. Okay, so now we get to best actor in a motion 
picture in the drama category. So, you had John David Washington for Black Klansman, Lucas Hedges for Boy Erased, William Dafoe, At Eternity's Gate, Bradley Cooper, A Star Is Born, and the winner, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. We have Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama, Rosamund Pike for A Private War, who gave a tremendous performance in that film. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it, people. Melissa McCarthy for Can Ev Can You Ever Forgive Me? Yeah, she you know she she definitely gave um a it was a good it was a good showing it was a good showing. Nicole Kidman for Destroyer. I have to say, when you were you know, right, the next person, Lady Gaga, A Star Is Born. I haven't seen A Star Is Born. Okay. But from these four, I've just read out Nicole Kidman all the way because people, Destroyer is incredible. Incredible. You, it's like, I've, you know, my review is coming. Um, and when it's out in February, you you need to see it. But, you know, the winner... Glenn Close, the wife. And you kind of feel that Glenn probably won because she's been nominated a whole heap of times. She's been in, you know what I mean? She's been doing this for 45 years. So it's kind of an award for, for your body of work, probably, rather than the film. But that's just my thoughts, I guess. Best actor in a motion picture, musical or comedy. So, you had John C. Riley for Stan and Ollie. He's good. He was good. But yeah, not good in, not quite good enough for this award, I feel. And everyone else did, as it would seem. Robert Redford, The Old Man and a Gun. Vigo Mortensen for Green Book. I honestly don't even know why he's even in. Like, it was, it was, it was okay, but just no. Just no. Lin-Manuel Miranda for Mary Poppins Returns. And the winner, Christian Bale in Vice. Okay, so now, Best Actress in a Motion Picture for Musical or Drama. The nominees, Constance Wu for Crazy Rich Asians. Charlie's Ferran for Tully. Elise Fisher for Eighth Grade. Emily Blunt for Mary Poppins Returns. And the winner, Olivia Coleman for the favourite. And people, ah, the favourite is such a good film. Um, 
you will find my review in, oh, I think it might be episode 7 of uh, the London Film Festival Echo Chamber series. Um, but it's floating around in, you know, those volumes. Uh, so you'll be able to find it there and have a happy little listen to my review. Um, best actor in a supporting role in any motion picture. Um, hmm. Well, that's kind of funny because... You know what I mean? They 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 separate it for musical and comedy and drama for the main award. And then they're just like, you know what? Fuck it. This is it's getting too long. You know what I mean? The supporting actor and the supporting actress, nah, 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 nah. We're just gonna mess all we're gonna mash them all together. You know what I mean? Because we cannot be bothered. Fuck them. That's basically what they are saying right now. But yeah, the best actor in a supporting role in any motion picture. So you have Sam Rockwell for Vice. Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Andy Driver for Black Klansman. Timothy Tim Offy Chalamet for Beautiful Boy. Such a good film. I, and Tim Timothy was tremendous in it. Was extremely good. Um, the winner, Marashala Ali for Green Book. Um, it was good. He was good. But I would just say it was just good. I didn't think it was an elevated performance. It wasn't as good as, you know, him in Luke Cage. Yeah, it wasn't as good as him in um, Moonlight. So, yeah, I, I, I myself would have given this one to Timothy Chalamet. Frank, my, you know. That's my opinion. Um, yeah. So, best actress in a supporting role in any motion picture. Uh, you have Rachel Weiss for The Favourite. Emma Stone for The Favourite. Claire Foy for First Man. Amy Adams for Vice. And the winner, Regina King for if Bill Street could talk, I mean, you know what, yeah, 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 for sure, but she, she was great, it was, it was such a nice film, it was a nice film, so sad though, so sad, um, and it started off so nice, and oh, sweet, really sweet, and then, oh, so sad, okay, so, best motion picture, animated, so, our nominees are Ralph Breaks the Internet. Um, yeah, my review was a, a few weeks ago. Um, yes, I, 
and, you know, didn't blow me away. Uh, then you had Mariel, Mari, Mirai, Mirai, M I R A I. Pronounce it how you will, people. Isle of Dogs, Incredibles 2. Eh. Again, it's kind of like Ralph Breaks the Internet for me. Um, but they were both big hits. So, what do I know? But the winner, the winner, and I am extremely, extremely pleased. The winner is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Awesome. The film is so good. It is so good. You know, when people said it was like a comic book on the screen, I was a bit like, mm, whatever. And it really is. It is tremendous. It's fantastic. Um, as I said, look, it's a nod to Brian Michael Bendis and um, Dan Slot. It's so good. Loved it. People, go see it. It will be your be your your new best animated film. For sure, and that's why it won this award. So, yes, do what I said. Okay, so now, best motion picture, foreign language. We have Shoplifters, Never Look Away, Girl, Capernaum, uh, and the winner is Roma. Which you can see on Netflix. Best director of a motion picture. Is. And the nominees. Adam McKay for Vice. Spike Lee for Black Klansman. Peter Farley for Green Book. Just no. No. Shouldn't be here. Uh, Bradley Cooper for A Star Is Born. And the winner, Alfonso Coron for Roma. Best screenplay for a motion picture. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to say this, right? How? How? How the fuck can not, you know what I mean? Look, if, um, you know, if Bohemian Rhapsody wins best motion picture, right? That wins best motion picture, you know, for drama. Green Book won for best musical, right? So, Peter Farley is here. Peter Farley is here for Green Book. So, surely, the director of Bohemian Rhapsody should be here as well. Because how can you have a best film without a best director? You don't need the director played a role in that being the best film. Right? Look... Whenever you have a best film, the director and the actor need to be in their categories. 
otherwise, and the actress. When I say actor, I'm talking about. I was talking about both, but they all need to be in their respected categories. Otherwise, that can't be the best film. Yeah, because there are people that play a part in that being a best film. So, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't matter. And, you know, they the, 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 the screenplay writer needs to be in that category as well. You know, that, that's what doesn't make any sense with these award ceremonies. Because you have to think about it. Like, to make something one thing, there are people that pay a part. So, if you're recognising one, the others need to be in the running as well. You can definitely say the best screenplay. You could be... You know, it's like the costume people, the effects people, they all need to be in those categories. Yeah, that's just my thoughts, man. Just my thoughts, you know what I mean? But, yes. Let me, I will move off that tangent. So, best screenplay for a motion picture. Adam McKay for Vice, Barry Jenkins for If Bill Street Could Talk, Deborah Davis and Tony McNamara for The Favourite, Alfonso Coron for Roma, and Peter Farley, Nick Vallagher and Brian Curry win for Green Book. Which is weird, because there is all this controversy that, um, you know, Ali's character, you know, the Doctor wasn't portrayed correctly. That they didn't actually do their research and due diligence when, you know, writing this film. And the film is just okay. The film, Green Book, it's not a terrible film, okay? But it's very worthy. It's a very worthy film. And, like, you watch it and there's parts that you can be like, oh, God, what are you doing there? That's so... You know, it, it, it's it's a film that I would watch on a Sunday. You know, and, and I think we know what I'm saying there. It's not terrible, but it's not amazing. It's not incredible. It doesn't. You don't leave the cinema feeling anything. Like I left the cinema after if Bill Street could talk I you know what I mean I felt I felt extremely sad I felt extremely sad because the film touched me the favorite I was just I was happy I was just like so you know what I mean 
happy and just like, yo, that was such a good film. I really loved that film. I wanted to tell people about that film. I, you know, I haven't seen Vice and I haven't seen Roma. But, yeah, Green Book just doesn't make you feel anything. Other than just a bit sad for uh, uh, something that could have been better when you look at the talent that's in it. You know? That's all, that's all I'm saying about that. Um, best original score... For motion picture, uh, you had Mark Shimon for Mary Poppins Returns, Ludwig Göransson for Black Panther. Nice, because yeah, it was a good score. Um, Alexandro Desblatt for Isle of Dogs, Marco Beltrami for A Quiet Place. That, yeah. It was a very good, very, yeah, very good score. And Justin Hurwitz for First Man. He is the winner. Well done, Justin. Best original song for a motion picture. Um, So, you have the nominees. Revelation for Boy Erased. Requiem for a Private War. Oh my God, that ah, uh, whoosh! Yeah, that was that. Yeah, that was yeah. You know what I mean? That that moved the fuck out of you, man. Girl in the movies for Dumpling. All the stars, Black Panther, great song, and the winner, Shallow. For a star is born. Best television series drama. The nominees you have Posse, Killing Eve, Homecoming, Bodyguard. Ah, it's nice to see a couple of BBC films, like BBC series, should I say, up in the mix there. And the winner. The Americans. Best performance for an actor in a television series drama. You have Matthew Reese for The Americans. Billy Porter for Posse. Stephen James for Homecoming. Jason Bateman for Ozark. Ah, Season one. God damn it. And the winner. Richard Madden for Bodyguard. Best performance by an actress in a television series, drama. Kerry Russell for The Americans. Julia Roberts for Homecoming. Elizabeth Moss for The Homemade, The Homemade, The Little, The Handmaid's Tale. Um, oh, I believe, is this Katarina Balef for Outlander and the winner Sandra U for Killing Eve Best Television Series Musical or Comedy The nominees are The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel 
which is on Amazon, and uh, Joe Rogan was talking about that recently, saying how good it was. I don't have Amazon Prime, though. Hmm. I need to get someone's account. Um, kidding. Yes, that's what I am. Um, but no, the second film is Kidding, which is on Showtime. Then we have The Good Place from NBC. Barry on HBO. But the winner is The Kominsky Method on Netflix. Best performance by an actor in a television series, musical or comedy. Billy Hader for Barry. Donald Glover for Atlanta. Jim Carrey for Kidding. Sasha Baron Cohen for Who Is America. And the winner, Michael Douglas for The Kominsky Method. Best performance by an actress in a television series, musical or comedy. Deborah Messing for Will and Grace. Alison Brie for Glow. Ah, Glow. Ah, it's a great series on Netflix. Um, Candice Bergman for Murphy Brown. Oh, shit. I've forgotten they, re, um, they brought that back. Huh. Kirsten Bell for The Good Place. And you'll soon be seeing her in... Veronica Mars, because it's coming back, baby. And the winner, Rachel Brosnachan for the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Best television limited series or motion picture made for television. So, we have a very English scandal on Amazon. Sharp Objects on HBO. Escape at Dan Amora for Showtime. The Atlantist on TNT. And the winner, The Assassination of Gianna, Gianni Visace, American Crime Story on FX. Best performance by an actor in a limited series or motion picture made for television. We have Hugh Grant in A Very English Scandal. Benedict Cumberbunch for Patrick Melrose. Daniel Brr for The Atlantist. Antonio Bandaras for Picasso. And the winner, Darren Chris for the assassination of Gianni Visace. The best performance by an actress in a limited series or motion picture made for television. The nominees, Regina King for Seven Seconds. Laura Dern for The Tale. Connie Britton for Dirty John. Ah, you Dirty John. Amy Adams for Sharp Objects. And the winner, Patricia Arquette for Escape at Dan Emilia. Best performance by an actor in a supporting role 
in a series, limited series, or a motion picture made for television. Henry Winkler for Barry. Edgar Ramirez for the assassination of Gianni Visacci. Kieran Culkin for Succession. Alan Arkin for the Kominsky Method. And the winner, Ben Wishaw for a very English scandal. Best performance by an actress in a supporting role in a series, limited series, or motion picture made for television. The nominees are Yvonne Strahusky for The Handmaid's Tale, Fandy Newton for Westworld, ah, Fandy Newton, ah, she is tremendous. Penelope Cruz for the assassination of Gianni Visaggi. Alex Bronstein for the marvellous Mrs. Mizzle. And the winner, Patricia Clarkson for Sharp Objects. And that, people, is the 2019 76th. Golden Globes Awards. You are welcome. So, people, that's it for episode 11 of Echoes from the Void. A little Golden Globes recap and thoughts. Um, so, we're going to hit you with a little news. And then we're going to bow out. All right. So... Kevin Hart has definitely declined from hosting the Oscars. What I find very weird about this is the Oscars go fuck off. Then of all of a sudden, the Oscars are like, ah, you know, actually, we might have you back. Yeah, we're, we're open to you coming back. And he's like, what? You either get rid of him or you don't. Come on now, stop dilly-daggling. Ridiculous. It's a ridiculous situation for a boring-ass award show. You know what I mean? Just, like, let a host be a host, motherfuckers. You know what I mean? That's what needs to happen with that. Alright, so. um, Next, we have... So, David Chase who um, created The Sopranos. He is now doing a spin-off called The Many Saints of Newark. And it will it, it should come in time for the 20th anniversary of The Sopranos, which is, you know, it's a nice little, you know, little fit. You know what I mean? Who knows if this film is, is going to do anything. But um, the the film will deal with the rise of the mob and Dicky Mortisanti, who's played by Alessandro Nivola. 
in New Jersey in the 1960s as Newark became ground zero for racial tensions between communities of African Americans and the Italian Americans. Um, A very young Tony Soprano was there to witness the famed riots and chase. Speaking this the other week, um, you know, he kind of talked about it. It was like, I was interested in Newark and life in Newark at that time. I used to go down there every Saturday night for dinner with my grandparents. But the thing that interested me most was Tony's boyhood. I was interested in exploring that. The movie will deal with tensions between the blacks and the whites at the time and Tony Soprano will be part of this but as a kid. I was against the movie for a long time and I'm still very worried about it. But I became interested in Newark where my parents came from and where the riots took place. I was living in suburban New Jersey at the time that happened. And my girlfriend was working in downtown Newark. I was just interested in the whole Newark riot thing. I started thinking about those events and organized crime. And I just got interested in mixing those two elements together. Um, Chase also said the way the mob will be depicted in the film will be quite different. Here it will be the heyday of the crime family with the mafia itself very polished in their actions and culture. Alan Taylor helms the film. Um, Okay, so next up. Kelly Marcel will, um, you know, she's back to uh, pen the sequel to this year's big hit. You know what I mean? I have to say, it was a big hit for Sony Pictures. It, It wasn't a great film, but yeah, like, cats came out to see it. So, um... You know, she's um, she's back, and um, this time she's also going to be executive producing. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see um, what happens with uh, yeah with this one, but uh, hopefully it will be a better story than the first one. So, um, there was a lot of trouble with the um, contracts. A lot of trouble with the contracts around the, you know, the next Star Trek film. And, um, yeah, you know, because of that, and the poor performance of Star Trek Beyond, Paramount has, um, yeah, they've uh, scrapped Star Trek 4. 
you know, who knows if they come back to it, but yeah, as of this moment, it's nil poir. Um, you know, uh, I think Karen Gillan, who really shot to fame with her extremely role, extremely great role as Amy Pond on um, Doctor Who. She then jumped into Gardens of the Galaxy, Jumanji. Well, she is signed on for um, the Gunpowder Milkshake from Studio Canal and the Picture Company. Um, it's going to be uh, directed by Ahron. Kalaus and Navot Pabushka. Yeah, they're going to be directing. And um, Ehad Labuski penned the script, which is said to be an assassination tale spanning multiple generations. Um... And the entire cast is envisioned as being an all-female affair. So, um, yeah, there's no, um, there's no date on uh, when this is kind of scheduled to come out. Um, the National Society of Film Critics announced their 2019 award winners. At the weekend, um, Chloe Zohar's The Rider took home the best picture, Roma won best foreign language and um, cinematography, Ethan Hawke and Olivia, Olivia Coleman took the best acting awards, Stephen Yen and Regina King one best supporting actor and actress um minding the gap one best documentary and the death of stalin one best script next up um so uh shirley Shishholm uh, was the first black woman ever elected to Congress and Viola Davis will be playing her in a biopic for Amazon Studios. So um, Shishholm was elected in 1969 so you can imagine that was uh, that was a pretty big feat for that time um and she represented new york's 12th district and she held that until 1983 she was a major civil rights leader and the first woman from a major political party to run for president in 1972 and she passed away in 2005. Maggie Betts 
will be directing the um, documentary from a screenplay by Adam Kunti. Um, yeah. Oh, and this is part of a first look deal that Davis um, has with her UV production company. So that's pretty, um, that's pretty interesting. Okay, so the BAFTA Awards have announced their um, nominations. Best film, we have Black Klansman, The Favourite, Green Book, Roma and A Star Is Born. Um, Outstanding British film, we have Beast, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favourite, McQueen, Stan and Ollie, and You Were Never Really Here. Leading actor, Bradley Cooper for A Star Is Born, Christian Bale for Vice, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody, Steve Coogan for Stan and Ollie, and Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. Leading actress, Glenn Close for The Wife, Lady Gaga for A Star Is Born, Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me, Olivia Coleman for The, the Favourite, Viola Davis for Widows, Best Actor, Adam Driver for Black Klansman, Michelle Ali for Green Book, and it's funny how he is supporting and Vigo is leading. Because I think it's kind of pretty much even, really, within the film. But, you know, it is what it is. Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Sam Rockwell for Vice. And Timothy Chalamet for Beautiful Boy. Supporting actress, Amy Adams for Vice. Claire Foy for First Man. Emma Stone for The Favourite, Margaret Robbie for Mary Queen of Scots, Rachel Weisz for The Favourite. The Best Director, Spike Lee for Black Klansman, Pavel Palvotkiskevich for Cold War, Jorgis Lafmoffermanis for The Favourite, Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, Bradley Cooper for A Star Is Born. E.E. Rising Star Award, which is voted for by the public. Jesse Buckley. Cynthia Erivio. Barry Coogan. Lafayette Stanfield. And Latifa Wright. Outstanding debut by a British writer, director or producer. Ray and Liz for Richard Billingham. Um, Pilly, Leanne Willem. A Cambodian... Ah, right. This makes more sense. 
a Cambodian spring, Chris Kelly. All right, so let's I'll, I'll do that again. So Ray and Liz, and it is Richard Billingham, uh, Pilly, and we have Leanne Willam, uh, Beast, we have Michael Pierce, uh, and Apostrophe Daniel Cockagogli. Uh, film not in an English language. Caper Maron, Cold War, Dogman, Roma, Shoplifters. Uh, best documentary. Free Solo, McQueen, RBG, Free Identical Strangers, and They Shall Not Grow Old. Best animated film. Incredibles 2, Owl of Dogs, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Best Original Screenplay, Cold War, The Favourite, Green Book, Roma, and Vice. Adapted Screenplay, A Star is Born, If Bill Street Could Talk, First Man, Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Black Klansman. Best Original Music, A Star Is Born, Mary Poppins Returns, All of Dogs, If Bill Street Could Talk, and Black Klansman. Best Cinematography, Roma, First Man, The Favourite, Cold War, and Bohemian Rhapsody. Best Costumes, Mary Queen of Scots, Mary Poppins Returns, The Favourite, Bohemian Rhapsody, and the Ballad of Buster Shrugs. Best Editing, Vice, Roma, First Man, The Favourite, and Bohemian Rhapsody. Production Design, Roma, Mary Poppins Returns, First Man, The Favourite, and Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grimwald. Best Makeup and Hair, Vice, Stan and Ollie, Mary Queen of Scots, the Favourite and Bohemian Rhapsody. Sound, A Star Is Born, A Quiet Place, Mission Impossible Fallout, First Man and Bohemian Rhapsody. Special Visual Effects, Ready Player One, First Man, Fantastic Beast Crimes of Grimwald, Black Panther and Avengers Infinity War. British short film, Whale, The Field, Blue Door, Bachelor, 73 Cows. British short animation, Rough House, Martha, and I'm OK. An outstanding contribution to British cinema, Stephen Woolley and Elizabeth Carlson. So that is your BAFTA nominations um bob eager has um you know he he done an interview recently uh talking about you know what films would be coming to disney plus service and he said almost every movie the studio makes is a hundred million plus dollars and we're not looking to make movies at that level 
for the Disney Plus service. We're looking to invest significantly in television series on a per episode business. And we're looking to make movies that are higher budget, but nothing like the 100 million plus bracket. We wouldn't make a Star Wars movie for this platform when every, because when everybody goes out on the weekend, you have a movie that opens to 200 million. There's a buzz that creates, that enhances the value of the experience in the film. We like that and eventually the movies we're making are going to end up, you know, on the service. As a result, um, you know, the other films of a lower budget are being made for the service. So we've got the Anna Kendrick-led Christmas comedy, Noel. Um, there's a live-action reimagining of Lady and a Tramp. Uh, and, um, yeah, you know, if you want a dose of Star Wars, you'll have to watch The Mandalorian on the TV series section. Okay, so we're going to leave you lastly with, um, yes, yeah, some, uh, some big news. Guardians of the Galaxy star Steve Batista is set to join Timothy Chalant and Rebecca Ferguson in uh, Dennis Villeneuve's upcoming two-film adaption of Frank Herbert's amazing Dune. So, um... Yeah, the film is set in the distant future. The story follows Paul Atreides, who is played by Timothy Chalmont, um, whose a noble family accepts control of the desert planet Arrakis as the only planet capable of producing the highly valuable resource known as the Spice Melange, which allows for space travel control of Arrakis is highly contested amongst the noble families when the Atreides are betrayed by this the story explores themes of politics religion and man's relationship to nature as yeah as a betrayed poor Atreides leads rebellion to restore his family's control of Arrakis so um yeah you know it's um and it's a great film and i think batista is perfect for raban um yeah which is um you know a really great casting so uh, yeah highly Highly looking forward to, um, yeah, to this film. And, um, 
I imagine most other people will be as well. So, um, I think, you know what? Something has just come in. Just come in. And it plays on our last story. And I think it is a... um, a tremendous bit of news and great casting. Stellan Skarsgård is reportedly going to be playing Baron Harkonnen. So, um, that is very good. With Batista as Raban and Skarsgård as, um, yeah, the Baron. Whoa, I've, I've, you know, I am. As soon as Villeneuve was announced as directing this film, I was, um, I was pleased. I had a good feeling, and with these castings, I, you know, I, I, I feel this is going to be a big film. I feel it's going to be a big film. I'm really looking forward to it. So, uh, yeah, that I'm. You know, I mean, that's a great way to sign off another episode of Echo Chamber. So, um, people, remember, go to iTunes, leave a five star ranking. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, spread the word. And um, yeah, I will see you again next week. All right, people. Peace. We're out.